The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, who says God never gives us more than we can handle? This week, Inside Out is taking on yet another spiritual platitude that can make us crazy. The platitude is God never gives us more than we can handle. If that were true, we wouldn't have so many suicides and broken people strewing the planet, hurting themselves and others. So let's take this one on. What does it mean? Does God actually give us our experiences? Is there any truth to this statement? When is it helpful? When is it a helpful way of thinking? When is it damaging? What actually does break us and what makes us grow? Let's distinguish between truth and the delusion. Let's try to make everything into a growth experience and yet let's have compassion for ourselves and others when we break. So call in and let's continue getting more and more honest with ourselves. And check out the post-show forum via phone and internet. You can see the link on the right side of the page, the host page. It's 2015, the year we're giving up delusional thinking. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Hi there, everybody. Uh, It's a pleasure to be with you today. I hope it will be a pleasure for you to be with me, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I don't know where these show ideas come from. Uh, You know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do on the next show? What's the topic going to be? And all of a sudden, something comes to me, like, oh, you know. God never gives you more than you can handle. Now, this is pretty funny because when I say something comes to me, where is it coming from? I like to say it's coming from God or higher consciousness or the source or a higher, I don't know, some metaphysical, transcendental, higher consciousness, certainly something smarter than me. And so it's very ironic that if there is a God, and that I'm actually hearing that God, that God is telling me that I should debunk yet another myth about God. Don't you love it? Really? Don't you love it, James? So anyway, um, I think that this is one that it doesn't take much to scratch the surface to see that this is not always true. Now, I have heard that expression so often in spiritual circles And it always makes me want to scream because there are so many sick people. And like I said in the intro, you know, the damaged people, people who really are not functioning at a very high level, people who become murderers or who uh, go out. I mean, look at our world. I mean, just look at our world. Do you think that uh, the Islamic stage and groups like that are made up of people who are well and are well balanced. In fact, we're no. going to be talking about no, right? Oh. We're going to be talking about that next week. We're going to be talking about religion and rage and rationalization and all that kind of goodies. But I mean, I've seen in quote normal situations and normal families, people who are doing horrible things. They are, for instance, they're taking painkillers, prescription painkillers, 
and uh, most of the pain is in their head. Or they're taking recreational drugs and they're kind of losing their minds. (laughs) Or they're abusing their kids. Or they're drinking. Or they're eating themselves to death. Or they're overstressed. I mean, all of this is an indication that normal people already have more than they can handle and they're not functioning functioning well, but they're also not feeling well. And then we have really extreme cases of, you know, people who lose their minds. Um, I remember a situation where there was a, a marital breakup. This is me. And, um, but it was done in kind of a lousy way. And I went into shock and my cats died and my dogs died all at the same time. And uh, I kind of lost my mind there for about two weeks. I just wasn't there. I went into, I don't know what, you know, a depression, a black hole. Uh, I just didn't want to come out. And um, fortunately, something did pull me out. And it was, believe it or not, it was my dogs and my spiritual community because I had to put other people in charge. This was back in, I can't remember, like 1992. I had to put other people in charge because I was completely dysfunctional. People came and they had to take care of me, you know, and they had to take care of my animals. When I say the animals, I had a dog and a new dog. I had one dog left. I lost um, the other two and the two cats all at the same time. And... Uh, so I could overhear people in the other room and they were talking about what they were doing and I thought, these people are nuts. I have got to get out of this bed and walk in there and do something. And I did. <laughs> so that pulled me out. But I don't know if it hadn't been for that. I don't know if I would ever come out. And I know people who really don't. You know, I think about my own family and and how hard it is. So, oh my God, uh, do, uh, do I have to prove this? I don't think so. But then we have to look at, well, when is it true? And of course, it's never true, but it can be. What, and when I say that it's never true, it's never true that God never gives us more than we can handle. But it can be true that this is a situation that we can handle. And then that's a very useful thing to think. It's like, I can handle this. God wouldn't be giving me that, you know, if there is a God and if God is giving me experiences, right? God, I can handle this. And, and that becomes like an empowering statement. It's like, okay, as bad as this looks, there is a way I can handle this with support. And that's the positive side of it. This is very much like all delusional thinking. Uh, I don't know if you guys have watched my video yet on delusional thinking and the magic of reality at uh, Beth Green TV. If you look on the uh, host page, you'll see there's a banner called an advertisement and it's for Beth Green TV. And you click on it and you can go to uh, Inside Out TV. The first video is on delusional thinking, the power of uh, and the magic of reality. Oh, that's at uh, YouTube, by the way, for anybody. Oh, who yes. Know that. Thank you. Thank you. It's at YouTube on Beth Green TV. But you can also correct, directly go there by clicking. And there's a lot of delusional thinking that's like that. It's like there's a grain of truth that's really helpful and very important. And then we just get carried away. And why would we get carried away? So, James, before I say another word, would you please give our phone number and invite people to call in and share their stories 
about uh, when they have or have not uh, been able to handle something and how they have maybe used that statement, that platitude, and why. Yeah, so, and by the way, I'd be happy to share a comment after I give the phone number, but oh, hopefully I won't do. have to call in. <laughs> well, okay, I don't so, know. <laughs> luckily, I'm already here. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to give you that phone number. It's one 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. We'd really love to hear from you. Yes, well, and before, mm-hmm. well, d- d- yeah, before you, you embark, James, I just want yeah. to finish this point. Sure. I think that almost all of us, probably all of us, but I, I have a tendency to, exa- to go into hyperbole, so I won't say that. But almost all of us have been brought up or taught or mentored or, you know, parented or sistered or brothered by someone who has really been shattered by life in some way or another or to some degree or another. And we have felt the impact of that. So there is no pretending about that. And sometimes we also reach a breaking point and we have to have compassion for that. So take it away, James. Yes, yes. Uh, Especially that phrase, uh, more than we can handle. I think back to uh, uh, when, uh, as a little, from the time I was a little baby, uh, I was spanked in in the form of punishment. Uh, And uh, there was that old saying, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm. And, uh, and I've done a lot of hypnotherapy with people who are extremely traumatized when the parents that they thought loved them hit them for the first time, mm-hmm. willfully. And that's very traumatic. And it's not something that I, as a little baby boy, could handle. I mean, mm. I couldn't fight back. Uh, the, these parents, this father, this mother were much bigger than me. I had no power, no control. I couldn't handle it. And all of a sudden, I was being subjected to, to violence. And I couldn't handle it. And so that added, that fed into me uh, feelings of that, gee, there's something wrong with me uh, that, that people are hitting me like this. I, I'm, I must be hateful. I must be unlovable, et cetera, et cetera. And those were deep scars. And we can take this even further back. How many of us, when we were born as babies, the first, our first experience of the world was being hung upside down and hit in the butt by the doctor? <laughs> that has also been a topic of hypnotherapeutic uh, healing in, in my work, that people got traumatized there too. It's like, no wonder I'm so fearful in the world. No wonder I feel so insecure <laughs> and unsafe. <laughs> and how can the baby who's just been born handle it? I mean, defend oneself, speak up for oneself. <laughs> no, it can't be done. So there we are. Well, <laughs> so I then we wind up doing much, much therapy later on in life, and hopefully we can get a handle on it then or keeping not. Keeping us in business. You know, uh, James, that is, that's kind of funny that you mentioned this thing about uh, the baby because actually uh, we know that the doctor is trying to get the baby to breathe. And so it really is for the benefit of that child. And that baby, is... baby doesn't know that. But the baby, well, the baby knows know that. somebody just hit me. I just came into the I world. I just get got it. Hit. I yeah. get it. And I think that this really leads into the other part of this conversation, which is that experiences, really painful experiences, can be extremely important for us. We may need them. Now, this particular example you're giving, perhaps there is a better way to do that. But uh, the intention is not to hurt. It's really way worse 
uh, I believe, when the intention is to hurt or humiliate. And a lot of times parents are out of control and they really are intending to hurt the child because they can, because they're feeling damaged, they're feeling hurt, they're feeling frustrated, and they, they want to hurt somebody. Or because that child is just being obnoxious, as children can be, and the parent feels completely weak, out of control, frustrated, thwarted. And there, again, there is some real intention to be hurtful. And so this brings up a really important question is, where did these experiences come from? Is there any benefit from them from the universe? So let's take that side of this question for a moment, um, because I think that's an important question. Okay, so is there a God and does God give us experiences well, I don't know. I, I talk to some inner voice all the time. I refer to higher consciousness. If it, I could not spend probably five seconds of my life without, con- without constantly asking questions about what should I do about this and what should I do about that. <laughs> and certainly, I couldn't have had my thriving uh, career without that guidance. But what exactly is guiding me, I can't really, really honestly tell you because I'm not that smart and I'm not that big and I'm not that aware. But there is some consciousness that is greater than my own. Now, I can look at uh, situations that I've been in and I can say, these experiences helped me to grow. Now, does that mean that God gave me this experience in order for me to grow, or does that mean that it was a situation that I could handle? You know, that is very tricky. Um, there is, um, I wrote a book called God's Little Aphorisms, and it's just 52 sayings that I got from the other side. And uh, you can find it uh, at my website. You can get it at Amazon.com. Anyway, uh, the Gosel aphorisms, and one of them is that karma is the energy that attracts to us the lessons we need to learn. Now, let's look at that part. <coughs> let's say we are in a situation where we're just being stubborn, and we don't want to change, and we don't want to face reality, and we don't want to be aware. And the consequences to that behavior get worse and worse and worse and worse. So is God giving me these experiences in order to teach me? Or is it karma, which is I'm still attracting to myself the lessons that I need, the, uh, attracting to myself the lessons that I need in order to learn what I need to learn? Or is it just darned cause and effect that if I continue along this path, these are the consequences that are going to happen to me. And at some point, I need to learn them. So, okay, let's say I cannot give a, a real definitive answer to that because I don't know. Most of us just make up these things when we give out a spout opinions on these topics. But, you know, I can spout, uh, you know, my own hypothesis on it is that it really doesn't make any difference to me whether it's God giving me the experience or I'm getting the experience. What is important to me is what am I going to do with that experience? So instead of saying that God never gives us um, anything that we can't handle, experiences that we can't handle, I don't have to believe that in order to believe that I can, with enough support, 
somehow bring myself to learn what I can from the experience and try to heal through it. I cannot tell you honestly that if someone put a gun to my head today in my frail health and age and all of that, that I would bounce back from that experience and just, you know, be an even calmer, more whole person than I am. I can't tell you that. I don't know. I certainly don't want to find out, do I? I, I don't want to know what it would be like to live in a country um, like in Syria uh, where there is still a civil war or many, many nations in our, on our planet where people are subjected to horrible violence every day and the energy of violence every day or in certain communities where there's a lot of fear or in being living in a home where someone would be beating me. I don't want to test that idea that I could handle that and come out better. But it is my intention to do the very best that I can to heal and grow from every experience. And that is something that I can try to do. I just shouldn't shame myself if I find that I fall short in that arena. And we, in order to do that, we need to see what supports we actually need in order to do that healing and in order to grow through it. So if that makes any sense, we are about to go to commercial break, and we are open for callers. So stick around. There's lots more on Inside Out. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. We have our first brave caller. It's Elizabeth from San Diego. Welcome to Inside Out, Elizabeth. Hi. Thank you. Um, I remember a platitude growing up that was used so many times. Um, my parents were farmers, and every year was a gamble. 
You know, he never knew what was going to happen. Yeah. They consistently said, you know, well, well everything's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. You know, that God's going to provide, everything will be just fine. And I still find myself, you know, believing that, or even wanting to believe in that, because when I have things come up in my life, it, I think it helps me relax. But in reality, I don't know if things are going to work out. <laughs> I love that, Elizabeth. You know, this is the um, exactly the dilemma. And I'm so glad that you called because um, you've really hit it on the, na- the nail. If we don't tell ourselves these platitudes, we could freak out and it could be worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but on the other hand, how do we really feel about lying to ourselves? Now, you know how I got around that. As I say, everything is going to work out, but it may not work out exactly the way I want it to. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, what I have to do is see in our, in our program, the Living with Reality program, we say, okay, it's relaxing into the process of living means that there are things we cannot fight about reality. And we have to accept them. And that is a way that things can work out. So, for example... Let's say, you know, uh, eight months ago, I, f- I fell stupidly and uh, I fractured my spine again. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm still in pain eight months later from that. Now, so when I was going down and lying there screaming and I couldn't move whatsoever from weeks and weeks and weeks, I said, okay, okay, everything's going to work out. Everything is going to work out. Well, it did work out. I was one of the lucky ones. I'm still walking, you know, but the pain never went away. So what does working out actually mean? By telling myself that I was going to be okay, I was feeding the calm relaxation that I need in order to handle the situation. You know uh, very well that when, you know, if you're injured and you, and you get tense, you're gonna, your body is going to go into greater spasm and uh, you're going to be worse. So relaxation yeah. is the key to everything, including good sex, but that's for another, another show. But uh, it's a key to everything. So we do need to re-relax, we, but we also have to be alert because if we're sitting around waiting for God to fix it for us, we're not going to be doing what we're supposed to do. So I could say, yes, I am going to be all right. That's what I tell myself. So if I had broken my spine... Uh, instead of just fracturing it, I would have to tell myself, I will be okay somehow. There will be some help. James was home. He did help me. He unfortunately had just had retina surgery and uh, couldn't help lift me because he couldn't pick up 25 pounds because this Mm -hmm. had to have happened right after. So, you know, so I'm not in any kind of fantasy, but I'm still here and obviously things did work out. So what I would say is that it doesn't make it the, uh, the weather better for the farm if you walk around gnashing your teeth and worrying. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be blocked from thinking intelligent, uh, intelligently about, well, uh, what should we do here other than uh, uh, pray for rain? Uh, and, uh, you know, is this too much for me? Have, has my anxiety level and my health gotten to the point that I really can't handle this lifestyle anymore and I need to sell out? Or I know this is going to, you know, things are bad and I think I need to start 
growing moose meat instead of having a farm. So all of these things, when we are in a state of relaxation, we can actually think more clearly, and therefore we are more able to handle it better. So uh, thanks. I hope that helped, Elizabeth. Yes, thank you. I'm with you, and thanks for calling. And now we have a call from Amy in San Diego. Welcome, Amy. So I know that when, if I think that God never gives me more than I can handle, then I tend to think that I should be able to handle things by myself. Oh, very good point. And that I shouldn't need any support because if I'm supposed to handle it, then why should I ask for support? <laughs> that that's a sign of weakness. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. So uh, how do you think that's been working out? Oh, <laughs> not well. <laughs> Um, so do you have some situation in particular in mind? I wish I could think of one. Um, oh, I didn't really have a specific one. I know that would be useful. Well, that's okay. I think we all understand the idea. So um, I think we can challenge our audience. Anybody else have that idea that they have to... See, in a way, what you're saying is that you're protecting God's image. Oh, okay. I can think of one. Oh, good. I, I think is whether I'm supposed to, say, call someone, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to or not, and so I just don't, rather than getting support to find out whether that would be um, the appropriate thing to do or not. And so I don't do things that I might be able to do, um, or I do things that I shouldn't do because I don't uh, run it by someone else or check in with higher okay. consciousness. Yeah, now that's a very good point. So uh, you're actually handling things worse because you are believing that you should handle it alone. And probably if you got the support, you would face more things that are really there for you to grow from. And this is so important because this comes back to the, you know, the point is, well, I, I have, I did a statement of commitment for the spiritual activist movement. And one of the, that there were three points, and the third one was turn shit into fertilizer. And so I don't say that this is something I can handle, but I do say, boy, this is shit. I'm going to turn it into fertilizer. So thanks for your call, Amy. Glad you brought it up. Thank you. Okay. And now we have Helen. From California. Welcome, Helen. Hi. Great topic. Um, I have a question about how does one know whether some, you know, in terms of God never gives us more than we can handle. Well, we clearly know that that's not true. Um, But I, I sometimes flounder whether it's working with clients or myself or my husband or my drug-addicted daughter, in knowing how much or how to handle it when it seems that a person has been given more than they can handle. Oh, my God, what a great question that is. Do you want to continue? I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, When you don't believe that platitude, then you're in a very difficult situation dilemma because you can't rationalize it when you don't help someone when you feel like maybe it is your job and how can you distinguish 
between what you should do and what you shouldn't do. That's it. Yeah, I totally understand that. That is a great question. Well, let me see. Here's what what comes to me is a story that I read in a book once. It's a great story. Um, and it was about uh, karma. And somebody said, you know, I'm walking along the, 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 uh, the shore and I, I see someone is drowning. And I don't feel like I should go and do something because, after all, isn't it their karma to drown? <laughs> and the, uh, the spiritual teacher said to them, how do you know it isn't your karma to help them? So that was the story that really came to mind. And I, I think that the answer to that question comes back to us becoming neutral and asking for divine guidance because I don't think out of our own heads that we can really answer those questions. Sometimes we give someone help and it just weakens them and we don't always know and sometimes we, we give them help and it's just that one little thing that they need. I would not like to be drowning and have somebody walk by and say, well, I guess it's her, her uh, karma to drown. Not if that person could have come in and saved me. On the other hand, if I have been going out into that water year after year after year after year, knowing that I can't swim, maybe the universe needs to you know, finally <laughs> give me that final answer, which is uh, no. You cannot do this. And I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but those are the kind of risks that we take every day with our lives when we are speeding or when we are looking down when we're supposed to be driving or texting. You know, just using driving as one example of where we actually our lives are at stake and we keep getting away with things and people keep rescuing us and we never learn. So it comes back to, you know, karma is the energy that brings to us the lessons we need to learn. Do I need the lesson of getting scared and being rescued or do I need the lesson of having the total consequence myself and at what point does that happen we how do we know when uh, it becomes a game when someone is saying I can't handle this I can't handle this I can't handle this how do we know some of it we can actually see with our own eyes that there is we know from experience for example this has come up with somebody um James and I know, that the person is very canny about getting their needs met. They will manipulate anybody, say anything and do anything to get what they want. And then they play helpless when they want you to give them something. Okay, that's an observation that we could make. If we don't uh, get neutral, we will not acknowledge that that person has chosen to learn manipulation as a way of meeting their needs. And they will put on the helpless damsel in distress routine when they want us to save them and yet we see they're perfectly capable of getting what they want in other ways they're, they're cunning let's say All right, so there's a, a situation where your observation can really be helpful your experience with that person can be very helpful where you can see well when that person has this look in their eye or when that person is in this kind of mode uh, if they're using a heroin, for example, that they will do anything to get it and they will use you to get it. So, you know, you have your experience with the person, you have your observation, uh, and then there is common sense. Um, 
you don't put a five-year-old child in charge of a three-year-old and think that this isn't a handle a situation they can't handle. And and this is an important example of giving children too much responsibility. One of the responsibilities that we give children that is too much is the responsibility to make us look good in the world or to make us happy or to save our marriages. Many, many of our children have been given that responsibility by their parents, consciously or unconsciously. That is a situation that that child cannot handle. No child can. That is common sense. But when we're not in common sense, when we're facing situations that we don't want to face or handle, we can easily pass them off to people that we know really aren't capable of it. Or if we're trying to prove that they are incompetent, we will give them that job. So there's common sense. But the final piece, of course, is, you know, is the intuition. It's like, when do you feel that it's time to pull the plug? If you have become neutral, if you have cleared your own feelings and your own resentments, if you are feeling a no, it's probably because it's a no, because that person really needs this experience. And if if you aren't, you may be facing not the issue of whether or not they need the help, really, but how deeply ensconced you are in the addiction of enabling. So the final piece, then, is the self-awareness. Do I have a tendency to want to be the most valuable person in the room? And what will I do to get there? So that's <laughs> all I can say is that. Uh, did you have anything to share about that, Helen? If well, you're still on. Just that I completely agree with every point you're making, that without that observation, you know, common sense, experience, and intuition and our connection to higher consciousness, we really can't know because, like you said, sometimes it looks the same on the outside. Yeah. So, I mean, I can certainly relate to everything you said. And, you know, what is so painful and challenging about that is that self-awareness piece. Am I being vindictive? Let's say I'm angry at uh, my husband's daughter, let's say a stepdaughter or stepson. Uh, is that because I want to have that, you know, the, the, my husband to myself and I'm looking for an excuse to make the other person look bad and so I will refuse them the help because I want them to fail or because I don't want to give them anything? Or am I doing it because I can feel that this pattern has been going on too long and there's something else to be done? So the, the piece of self-honesty about our own motives and self-awareness is really key to the neutrality that we need in order to know whether what we're feeling is I'm fed up with this because that's the way that the universe and God is communicating to me that I should stop doing it. Or I'm fed up with it because I'm really looking for a way to drag him away from the child. Yep, very good. Very good. Thank you very much. I love the self-awareness piece. Thank you so much, Helen. I really appreciate your call. Thank you. So um, we are open for more callers. It's kind of unusual. So feel free to call in. And we're going to be going to commercial break soon. But before we do, James has something that he would like to share. 
Don't hear you, James. I was on mute. Okay. Uh, would that be the phone number? Yes. Well, then. That was very intuitive of you. I thought oh. that it was something else, but it is the phone number. Okay. So you won't have to guess. The phone number is 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. So let's take an early break, see who calls. And if nobody calls in, we are going to do a process around this challenge and this dilemma. So either way, stick with us. There's more to come on Inside Out. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi, welcome back to Inside Out. Well, see, God manifested three callers. So now we are no longer without callers. We have lots. So... um, First, Amy wanted to come back. Uh, Amy, could, can you make this quick? Yes. Um, it dawned on me, too, that sometimes I'll say, well, I can handle this, and then the question comes up, am I supposed to? Ah, very good. <laughs> and I'll check in, and I realize that it's okay to say that I, can't, I, I can handle something, but I'm not uh, supposed to be doing it. Yes. Such as specifically <laughs> allowing my mom to confide in me about things that she's upset with about my siblings. Oh. Which is how I grew up. Ooh. And to say, you know, it puts me in an awkward position, and you should really be talking to your friends or my dad, but not to me. Very good. Yes, you know, that is an excellent example, Amy. I'm really glad you brought that up because sometimes this is another way that our parents can do stuff to us. They're expecting us to handle something that we really shouldn't be handling. Exactly. And uh, it could also be um, uh, that they're asking us to handle their anger at our father, 
or our mother. So that's a very good point. So I appreciate your call. We've got a bunch of other callers, sure. but it was a it's very good. It to me. So I wanted to give a specific. So thank you so much. Very good. Okay, our next okay. caller Bye-bye. is Corey from New Orleans. Hey there. Hey there. Hey, uh, I have a couple of things. Um, I noticed I, I had some rough times in my early childhood um, where my mom would talk to me because she was going through stuff. And I would feel like I had to, you know, be like almost like a counselor to her at such an early age. Yeah. And that was like overwhelming to me. Yeah. And later in life, I came across a phrase that says, only good will come of this. Whenever I had gone into freak out mode and I started applying that. And that had saved me in two major places in my life. Um where I countering the thoughts of the ego saying, Oh my God, oh my God, freak out and only good will come with this replacing it. Yeah. Um there's the other thing that came up for me was in the beginning of your show, you yeah. mentioned about what the negative behaviors of people. And I read about an Iraqi television show that's a reality T V show that's taking ISIS prisoners that were caught uh, doing car bombings or whatever, and they're letting the family members, you know, basically harangue, you know, and, and, you know, show their emotions towards these ISIS people, mm-hmm. and then they end up breaking down and crying sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like, wow, there's a connection there of when, when things, there's too much, you know, God's given somebody too much, they're, they're freaking out or whatever place they're at. And then, but when they can get down into their emotions, it seems like there's something that unlocks there. And uh, yeah, I wonder how that ties in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, those are very interesting points. I'm going to have to move through them quickly because now we're inundated with callers. Um, but I think that, you know... Saying to yourself, only good will come of this, is exactly the same thing as I was talking about, which is saying I'm going to be okay. It calms down your system. And so if you are calmer, then you can actually be more likely to handle it. But if you're walking into an ISIS beheading situation and you're telling yourself only good can come of this, that would assume that you really want to leave the planet. So, um, you know, it's it's a trick. It's something that we do to ourselves to calm ourselves down, like giving the baby a pacifier. And we have to do that sometimes. Now, in relationship to uh, letting people express it, you don't have to be broken to be able to express your feelings, Corey. On the contrary, I think when people break, they often become so damaged that they can't even speak at all about what has occurred to them. So that was the thought that I had. I would love to go further with this, but I've got a whole bunch of people waiting on the call. So um, I think that in reality... That's just people seeing the consequences of their behavior. That's that karma piece that I was talking about. Seeing the consequences and facing it, that can be a very powerful thing, and I agree with that. So thanks so much for calling. We have Todd. We'll have to keep them all really short now. Todd from Bonsall. Well, you said a call, and I wasn't sure why I was calling, <laughs> because I mean, I've been enjoying the show, and I, I kind of, I mean, I, 
I, in a way, I don't think I've ever had anything that I couldn't handle. You know what I mean? So I can kind of relate to that. God doesn't give me anything that I can't handle. But I also look around in the world and see people, you know, probably having things that they can't handle. So um, I'm not sure. Well, okay, I'll yeah. tell you what exactly why you called in, Todd. Okay. Because uh, that is not true that God did not give you anything more than you could handle. I, I can see very clearly, I can feel very clearly there were things that have really impacted your personality your ability to cope, your self-love, and your ability to connect to others. How can you say that you could handle it if those were the impacts? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. Right. So, I mean, when we're honest about it, we can say, yeah, I might have not blown my brains out, but that doesn't mean that I was actually able to handle it. See, right, it depends on what you how you interpret the word handle. You know, exactly, exactly. Right. Is it so, optimal well-being or is it like right. you made it and you survived? Exactly, and yeah. unfortunately, so I'm so glad you called in with that because unfortunately, most people on our planet are there. They have survived, but right. at you know, how are they? How well are they? And what are they there for? In, uh, you know, giving, uh, t- doing to other people out of their own pain. So, right. Great no, that's question. great. I'm glad I called in because then I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had that clarification had I not called. Oh, and it probably, good. hopefully it was helpful for, for others oh, as well. Oh, it is. It was a great question. Thank yeah. you so much. All right. And now we have Anne from Fallbrook. Hello. Sorry, I'm in the Hello. car. Um, Hello, Anne. Hello. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I'm looking for, like, some of your psychic um, insight, because I, when I thought about this topic, I thought, um, I definitely relate to my life or my childhood, and I've gone off to therapy, that I have this personality that, like, I'm always feeling overwhelmed, right, mm-hmm. and, like, I'm always afraid I'm not going to be able to handle something, Yeah. and I know that, you know, as a child, I, I did feel like... I needed to, I felt like I needed to kind of act older than I was or like I could handle things because my mom was a single mom and a little bit overwhelmed herself and my father wasn't around. But I also don't feel like I understand really what was it that was so overwhelming to me, you know, that would create such a, such a kind of like deep pattern in me of feeling overwhelmed because I can't, I don't feel like I went through huge trauma or abuse or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just wondering if it's like, really was it that I believe that like God gave me some job I couldn't do or was it like that I gave it to myself? Um, well, let me tell you, Anne, what's coming to me. And, uh, you know, as I say, I'm very short on time right now if I'm going to get in as many callers as I can. But something really did come very strong. And okay. uh, in what you were talking about, which is, Everyone has a different capacity to handle things. And we are born with that. Now, the belief that you should be able to handle it is what I think is really the cause of the whole issue for you. Whatever it was that happened to you, this is, I'm just intuiting this out of the ethers right now, right? (laughs) Whatever it is that, that faced you as a child, you believed you should be able to handle you could not handle it, and then you went into some melodrama that it had to be even worse than it was in order to explain to yourself why you couldn't handle it. 
Now, if do you understand the point that I'm making? If you yeah, go into it like to process, but yeah, I understand the point. <laughs> yeah, so if you had as a child, and you could go back in your own processing and say, okay. I cannot handle this and say it out loud. I cannot handle this and ask yourself how you felt about that. It's like, why is that so terrible that you couldn't handle it? Why did you think you had to be able to? So if you acknowledge that you can't handle it, then you don't have to make it be bigger than life than it really was to say, I could not handle this because I was too immature or because... I, uh, you know, uh, my nervous system isn't meant for that. Uh, I'm, I'm too weak or I'm too sensitive or I'm, whatever it is that the reason is, at this moment, it really doesn't make any difference. The acknowledgement, I could not handle this. Why did I think I should have been able to? Will help you to start unraveling that pattern that makes you blow things out of proportion in order for you to understand why you felt, why you're actually feeling anxious when that's actually Okay, so uh, thank you so much for that question. I do hope that that was clear and clear to our audience because I bet a lot of people are like you. Yeah, I have overreaction a lot, so that's helpful of a direction. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, thanks for calling. Uh-huh. And now we have Irene from San Diego. Okay, uh, you know, it's interesting because I'm Ann's mother, and I think my pattern was that I often did get things that I couldn't handle, and um, it brings up tears. And I believed that, not, without it being conscious, that nothing would happen to me that I couldn't handle. So I would go into denial mm-hmm. of what was really happening. Yes. And um, ignore my own needs, the needs of my children, the needs of whatever, and that pattern of denial kept me, quotes, optimistic and looking like I could handle it when, in fact, I was not handling it at all. Oh, Irene, you are the other side of the coin from Anne. I mean, this is so perfect, and uh, it's such an important uh, thing that you're saying. She kept feeling that she should be able to handle it because you kept thinking that she should be able to handle it and that you should be able to handle it. It's like the mother's denial, you know, is adopted by the daughter. And so she believes that she should be able to handle it, can't, and goes into this, oh, my God, this thing must be so terrible and I'm so weak. And you're not able to deny, to handle it either. And you keep telling yourself that you should be able to and that you actually are. And so you just go into denial. So one right. becomes overly emotional and the other becomes dead. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. that is, your, you know, this conversation has been so valuable because I hope that everybody is getting how this concept can be so damaging yeah and uh which is so different from saying i know i'm going to be okay somehow i'll find a way to make it through this or i sure as heck hope so which is being much more in reality for both so i want to thank you for your call i have one more caller i'm going to try to squeeze her in but what you said was so critically important and uh you and your daughter are the two sides of the coin thank you Thank you. Okay, okay, Chris, you really have like a minute. <laughs> hi, 
Hi, thank you. I wonder if I'm the same coin as Anne, the same side of the coin as Anne, or different. Anne. <laughs> okay. You are. Thanks. You are. You're on the same. Is was that the question? Well, you're very- yeah. I, I can't think of any other question. No, I think that's exactly right. You're on the same uh, side of the coin as Anne, and you uh, were brought up with the same belief that. Not, but yours wasn't that you could handle it, but that there was nothing wrong. Because God is in charge, and therefore you shouldn't feel distressed, distressed at all. Right. So when you did feel distressed, you had to make it look like, oh, I'm a crazy lady. So you're like on the other side of the other side of the coin. For Anne, it's, she was saying that she has to make it look like, oh, my God, this is so bad. And you have some of that, too. But you also have a belief that you must be crazy. I'm, I'm just using that word as a, a short, shorthand under the circumstances. In order to be reacting to something when I feel something is wrong, because your upbringing was, but there never is anything wrong. Everything is fine. God is in charge. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. And I'm not offended to be called crazy by you. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, James, we have to get... On to the next show. Okay. Our next edition of Inside Out will be Rage, Religion, and Righteousness. How we rationalize violence. Violence is the energy of separation. I am not you, and I can treat you differently. And we all use it. Many of us have been scared by the violence in France, the radical Islamic insurgency, and terrorism at home. Of course we're scared. If we are Muslim, we fear retribution. If we are not Muslim, We fear violence from those who have taken on the mantle of religion to terrorize others. But rage, religion, and righteousness don't start or end with Islam. People wrap themselves in the mantle of Christianity or even free speech in order to rationalize their rage, racism, and violence. Political leaders use these stances for self-promotion. And all of us tend to try to hide our violence behind the stance of self-righteousness of some kind. We don't like someone else's views or behaviors, and boom, they're not human. Wherever you are, if you're ready to get honest about all the ways we rage and what we use to justify our violence, tune in, call in, and let's get Inside Out together. And now a final word from Beth. Yes. Thank you so much, James. I'm looking forward to, I can't wait to get into this one. I can't wait for us to start talking about our rationalizations and how we use self-righteousness to rationalize what we're already wanting to do. So tune in next week. Thank you. Bless all of our callers for coming through. And thank you all for a wonderful show. See you then. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.